Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Plug, episode five. I'm pretty sure I had to take my shoes and socks off to count to five today, Kyle. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. It was, uh, it was a needed break, a much needed break. Uh, so I agree. I apologize for last week, but uh, it's also kind of a build, you know? It's kind of a build. We got a little break. It's, we're, 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 we're a WrestleMania five here. Where where I'm Macho Man, you're Hulk Hogan, and we're doing that build to the big pay per view, the right, right one. It built should. So I'm doing big... all are you, John. I can't complain. Like you said, I think last week was a much needed break for both of us. Um, so we all apologize for not being there for the fans. I know I had a few people going, "Where's episode five? I said, "Just wait, it's coming." Big one this week. We got Takeover. We got SummerSlam. There's a Thunderdome. <laughs> Sorry like as at, we laugh. But like at our office, at our at our headquarters, we built a Thunderdome. Built a Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, let's get into that real quick. You know, Vince was like, Thunderdome, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, even well, though that I name's been used and played out, it could be he could have named it anything he wanted, and he was like yeah. Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, why not? You know, at this point, they're just throwing anything and everything at the fan, and I, I, I like it. Just try it. Uh, I mean, we could very well in two weeks see a, a name change there, but uh, with this move to an arena, I would assume. Uh, with their production budget, we're going to see an arena look crazy. Probably the one of the coolest WWE visual displays we've ever seen. I hope. I hope. They dropped. Uh, they dropped some te- the test run today. A couple. Sc- it looks interesting. I don't think it's complete, so I don't want to take what I saw today on Facebook as gospel. But I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, they're trying things, and I'm okay with that. I know I'm. You're the power of positivity, and I tend to be negative. But they are going places and trying to do new things, and I got to give them credit for that because you know we could sit here and be like, "Oh, it's the same old story every week." But like you know, Thunderdome, I'm into it. It's uh-huh. gonna debut tomorrow night on SmackDown. They're going to do it at SummerSlam and on Monday Night Raw. And then rumor has it, at least for the next couple months, they're going to do it. So that's why they're doing the payback so quick and all that stuff. So I'm excited. I hope it looks, I hope it turns out to be as cool as it sounded because I got all sorts of giddy when I was like, Thunderdome. All right. Oh, I'm, inter- I'm interested. Don't let me down. And I mean, at this point, why not just heave money at, at a visual experience outside of a wrestling ring and then outside of, of uh, your promos or these out-of-ring matches? Why not just continue to add to a, a spectacle of sorts? Because you have all the money in the world right now, um, yeah. and, and you get to use one location that is a ghost town completely right now. So why not take full advantage of that and, and stretch your legs and get, get creative? Definitely. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I definitely haven't. I'm the PC vibe has been burning me out a little bit. Um, it's not been something they've changed up much during this entire PC. Yeah. Era. And then as much as, you know, WrestleMania was cool, but a lot of these pay-per-views, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, it's like they're just slapping the logo on the Performance Center, and you can tell. Right, so right. it doesn't give it a big feel. But this, I mean, I'm excited for. Like I said, if anything, I'm just gonna. I was already gonna watch because I'm a diehard, but I'm now even more intrigued on. All right, what's this thing gonna look like during yes. a big match? You know, how are they gonna do the fan and experience interaction, all that stuff? I'm excited, man. It's gonna be absolutely. Good, it's gonna be a good weekend, especially because I'm on vacation, so I ain't got nothing to do. Congrats! Congrats! <laughs> I'm just gonna be sitting back, getting all sorts of wrestling in. 
Yes. Funny story. Yes. Last last weekend, my wife, you know, she's watching TV. She throws me the remote. She says, you can watch whatever you want. You want to put some wrestling on? I said, why don't you take the uh, take the remote this weekend, honey? Because <laughs> uh, next weekend, it's about to go down. Yeah, it will be. Uh, we'll it's be, gonna be a- ransom for hours on end. It's going to be a lot. Kids are yeah, going to be like, Dad, let's watch a movie. I'm like, nope. Nah, nope, sorry. Got to check out this uh, Bray Wyatt match on at yeah. Thunderdome. And I don't believe uh, there are... This will also be interesting because since COVID started, I think this will be the first pay-per-view without any kind of uh, theatrical elements to it or or excuse me not theatrical but cinematic rather cinematic elements yeah cinematic matches yeah i don't think that they have one on the card or even one that might end up being one so i mean that's cool which mm-hmm. i like all the cinematic stuff that they've done to this point i i enjoy it i'm glad that they're not abusing it absolutely but this time around letting it play out and just have try this fan experience thing it kind of looks Excuse me, it kind of looks similar to the NBA, like virtual mm-hmm. fan board from what I saw. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. I don't think, I don't know how you pull off a cinematic matches with a bunch of fans in this, because it's like fans. They're actual fans. You get to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like a two way screen, I guess. Interesting. So they'll be there. They will, they won't be at NXT, however. No, no, they will not. Which I don't understand. Yeah, and and it's. I mean, I know like the performance center or or full sale. That's that's their home base, and uh, that's that's the look. That's their signature look. Um, but why not put NXT in the same? It is your third show, and and a lot of ways, it's your best show. And within the arena of WWE, they're starting to respect it as somewhat of an equal why not let nxt uh run some shows in the arena as well Uh, i'm not sure especially just even the takeover it's takeover 30 come on we've had 30 takeovers this is yeah i would presume 30 is a big number it's a big deal you know unless they just felt they couldn't pull it off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, which, again, I it's, it's the WWE. I think you could do it. I'm sure you could pull it off. Yeah. If anybody could do it, they could do it. I know that they like the full sale look, and that's their signature look, but it is a takeover, and even virtual fans for a takeover has got to be better than complete silence at a takeover. Exactly. Because they haven't if, – if, I mean, I have they been running – I can't believe I'm blanking on. It. I don't think they've been running fans really at the take or uh, the NXT tapings, have they? Have they been? There haven't I'm, been like stand-ins because the NXT stand-ins are they're doing Raw and SmackDown. Am I right? Yeah, you might be right on that. No, they they have been. They have been. Okay. I do watch, but that's how bad it is. That that's how bad it is. I don't even notice that they have fans at NXT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but put the, them, put them in Thunderdome. Damn it! You know, it's still, it's still. Uh, that's what's great is because I definitely remember NXT shows, no problem. Um, I'm intrigued by the storylines, but I can't for the life of me remember if we have that presence there or not. <laughs> We promise, guys, we watch the product. Don't judge us. <laughs> <laughs> I watched yesterday. Yeah. It was the only thing on because AAW is on Saturday this week, which will be super interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it, cuts, in, it cuts into NXT, mm-hmm. which I, I find odd. So I don't know if they're going to front load that show. Um, but, you know, I'll be watching, kicking back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Going crazy. Yeah. This weekend, like we said at the beginning of the show, Kyle, is a big weekend. There's the NXT takeovers we just talked about. There's SummerSlam coming up. So in traditional fashion, we will make 
our predictions for each match. We're going to do this. We're going to go hard. Probably have some debates. Maybe they might get heated. I don't know. But before we get to that, Kyle, it's like I said a minute ago, 30 takeovers, man. 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's... What had been, what takeover matches stood out to you in the last, two, I guess, 29? Because 30 will be Saturday. Man, it's it's uh, you almost have to say, I mean, every takeover has been very good, but you almost have to for me, it's 2018 was was the year of of takeover. In my opinion, I think uh, from from start to finish, and I think if you really start with WrestleMania which I believe was, was it New Orleans? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe yeah. so, yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, yep. Um, I think, or, or even the, the takeover before, but I think, I think the year of, of takeover really started that weekend. Um, and uh, I, it, it had one of my favorite, a couple of my favorite takeover matches, actually. The first of being the uh, inaugural North American title match uh, that was a ladder match, which was also Ricochet's debut, um, featured Adam Cole, um, Killian Dane, mm-hmm. uh, Dream, and of course, uh, uh, oh man. Lars, Lars Sullivan and EC3. Where the hell is that guy, man? Man, yeah, I don't know if, if he got. If oh, they let him go, they didn't let him go. He's been injured, but I mean, I think at this point he'd be. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he's where the. You'll he, never see it coming this weekend. Yeah, that could be. I don't even know where you put him. I mean, I, <laughs> I assume put him back in NXT. Um, put him, put him in the Thunderdome. Put him in the Thunderdome. <laughs> hey, if you, if we saw him show up on Raw Underground, ooh, be, yeah, yeah, he's just oh. a brute, scary man. You just snap Shane McMahon in half and walks out. <laughs> but uh, that ladder match was to me unbelievable. I think we saw, and first of all, just just the the awe of Ricochet and, and him coming out of the gate. I think it was, it was within a minute and, and he's doing moves that I hadn't really seen before. Um, and that happened in two or three, four different spots throughout that match where I'm just like, Oh, that's something I've, I've never seen in 30 years of watching wrestling. Um, and, but I think that ladder match gave everybody an equal chance to shine. And there were cool spots for everybody to look like a million bucks. And everybody sold for each other incredibly well and really started the kickoff, I think, as well for uh, Adam Cole's rise to where he's at today. Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Oh, no. And they're running that ladder match back, which we'll talk about here later. This at 30, so it was a big deal. That was a yeah. lot of fun. I remember that thing, all the spots. Man, oof. Yeah. They really well that's the that's the luxury they have of the NXT model. And at the time that you're even talking, they, they taped all the NXT shows. So those guys could really lay it on. Yeah. In a takeover, because you know, then they'd be off TV for like two or three weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they uh, navigate the uh, ladder match this this go around, not having that luxury of you know they're live every week and they need those stars on absolutely on TV to compete with AEW. Right, right, exactly. Maybe, uh, I go back a little ways. I don't think you're going to touch on this match for one that I wanted to. Like, is it's a little older? Mm-hmm. Like the Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn feud. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's what I was like. You can do a lot here in Takeo. This these are yeah. better than some of the 
these are more heated and better than some of the storylines you're getting on the main roster at this time. And I mean, this was in like the early stages of NXT. Yeah. And that's I, where we, we really saw that, oh, these, they can tell a story. This creative department is really, and not only they're allowing Kevin and Sammy to tell their story. Oh, yeah. See, that's what NXT is all about, these takeovers, and that's why people are so into them. Not only are the matches almost all top-notch level matches, I mean, I rarely can go through a card and pick out, like, a dud. Yeah. There might might be some that aren't five stars, but there's never, like, oh, that was a one-star just dud of a takeover match. Absolutely. You know, we got you get Sasha and Bailey that story, and that's still playing out to this day. They started yeah. that in NXT. I mean, that you could you could argue, and I think a lot of these matches talk about honestly for me will go down as some of the best matches ever in the WWE, in my opinion, uh, because the storytelling, of course, but the the level of these people are are executing matches is is re- almost unlike anything we've ever seen. Um, but Sasha and, and Bailey, I mean, that that set a new standard and that opened that the women's revolution. It really exploded, I think, or started the, the explosion there with that. Yeah, I would I would argue maybe not to like the fullest extent, but I would say that that match right there probably sparked what women's wrestling is today in the sense yeah. that we that's the moment you knew women could main event a pay-per-view people would be into it yep they could tell a story that was more than oh you have blonde hair and i have brown hair you know what i mean like they could tell a good story and have some substance behind it and then that was and then that just sparked the whole thing yeah because i mean that match is still talked about to this day as one of the best nxt matches of all time not let alone probably one of the most best women's matches of all time Arguably, at that point, arguably the best. I think the only match you could say that was better would have been Trish and Lita um, that, that main evented Raw. I think it was just the Raw that they main evented, but but that would be the only match at that point that was better. Um, but now I'm about- I think you could consider it one of the better matches, period. I'll probably get some flack for this, but I still to I do I maintain to this day that any four of the four horsewomen could wrestle circles around Trish and Lita. Sorry, I agree. <laughs> people, people will kill me for saying that, but you know, and then Lita and Trish, to their credit, in their time was fantastic. Don't get me wrong; they weren't given the same opportunities that the women get now. Yeah. To, you know, for a bunch of reasons that I think we all know <laughs> as being wrestling fans, yeah. how wrestling, women's wrestling was looked at back then. So no, no discredit to them. I just think that the four horsewomen today are four of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. I think it's even, it's hard to argue. No, you can't. And I, that moment single-handedly, you can't think of, of many there's there's really only a small handful of moments that changed wrestling and and for the better and and what the the, the respect and the equal opportunity and the light that that sh- that would shine on um the women's division in wrestling and that was uh yeah that's got to be probably in most people's top three takeover matches of all time oh yeah Another one for me that I always enjoyed was anything Gargano Champa related. I think we could say is up there. Yes, yeah. that, yeah, that, that's his money. Absolutely, that that first Gargano Champa match was. Uh, it's hard to tell a better story than that, which was also uh, on at Takeover New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, they that had was, the, that, uh, that yeah. ended the night. That book ended, I believe. The uh, the night there, and w- that is one of the best damn wrestling stories that has ever yeah. been. The unsanctioned match, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. or yeah, yeah, that was the unsanctioned match. I remember I was so intrigued by this. Now this is something. I was out that night with my wife and her friends at a bar, 
<laughs> and I'm like in the corner, like with my phone, just <laughs> watching Gargano Ciampa on sanction match. And her friends at this time are probably like, what's what's wrong with him? Like, why is he interacting with us? And I'm sitting yeah. there going, I can't miss this. This thing is insane. And it was. It was crazy. It was. They tore the ring apart. They went hard that night. I'm sitting there in the corner of some bar just like, yeah, I don't need to be. I wish I was at home. <laughs> and, and it was such natural, uh, organic heat and and love for for those two guys uh equally it was it was all so real from the fans because this was champ is uh this was before he got the music yes he would just come out to nothing and i just remember those fans were just like fuck you champ and just the whole time until johnny's music hit and i was just like i've never seen such heat in probably the last like 20 years easy yeah easy. it was like oh man ah. that's great he he got he got gargano uh, was able to garner a a daniel bryan pop not quite a stone cold pop but but somewhere between daniel bryan at wrestlemania and and uh uh your your average stone cold pop that's the kind. That's the pop that Johnny got coming out. Oh, absolutely! That's one of my favorites. And another one of my favorites. Uh, and this is where I kind of really—I mean, I, I haven't stopped watching wrestling, but where wrestling kind of changed again for me, um, being feeling that same feeling of of when I was a kid and getting overexcited during a match with the back and forth. And that was Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I, again, I, that's one of the best at that point in my mind, I was thinking this is the best wrestling match I've, I've ever seen in my life. This was absolutely perfect and incredibly exciting. And the back and forth again was, was, it was real jumps that you would get at that two count, at that two and a half count, uh, and the the seat, the move sequences were fast and clean. Yeah, uh, yeah I just I can't say enough good things. And those that. fans, man, the fans always they bring you in. They make you feel like you're there. Yeah, I love the fans at Takeover. That's why yeah. I was pushing to have that virtual fans at the Takeover this weekend, but Vince was like, no. <laughs> Not you guys. It's uh, and, it's and, sad. Yeah, the things that AEW have done, as far as fans go, you know that that crowd is is hard to beat. But consistently, takeover crowds are the best crowds in wrestling. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, they're always into it. They they have their own little chance. That full sale crowd is not, as much as I think they need to get out of full sale long term. Yes. Just because the aesthetic of it is, a, it doesn't feel as big as it should be. Right. It's just nitpicky for me, but I still, you know, I still enjoy it. But because I think that, could you imagine if they had that full sale crowd's like three hundred people? Could you imagine if they had a thousand people venue or two thousand oh people? I think right. you just need more, more fans because that would just, that place would be rocking, and then it would always seem like a big deal. And it doesn't have to be where you're you're holding a a raw or a smackdown it doesn't have to be a 20,000 person venue but like yeah a exactly a 1 to 3,000 person maybe 5,000 tops you know they could probably yes. if, i could imagine they could get five but yeah something small something more intimate but not so small and so right. intimate that your 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 Keith Lee is in front of 300 people you, you see what yeah, i'm saying Right. Come on. Yeah. You know, that's... Adam Adam Cole, when they get fans back, if they stay in full sale and he's still there, that's 300 people. Yeah, for a Bay Bay. Exactly. Because remember when he did the Bay Bay on SmackDown in front of 10,000 people? That thing oh, hits. Man. He does them at takeovers. That thing is so good. And it sounds good. And it looks good in the TV because you can see everybody behind him doing the boom. Yes. 
they got to get out of there. I don't know what the contract is. I don't know how they can do it, but I'm sure they can work something out. Absolutely. At least, uh, at least giving, at least sprinkling those in um, for TV, I think would be, would be huge. I don't think you should, maybe, maybe you don't have to get rid of, of that home base. Uh, but, but sprinkling that in a little bit more, I think would go a long way. Right. Uh, another one, you know, speaking of Adam Cole, um, Adam Cole ricochet. That's what I was going to say. Wow. There, you know, I, there's two spots again that I had, I had never seen before. One being the super kick, the super kick, the the super kick. I thought Ricochet was dead. I thought he was dead. That's it. He's dead is what I thought. I heard Jim nope. Ross in my head. No joke. I wouldn't. he just do that? Ricochet's dead. And then he was <laughs> yeah. not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. One of the best place super kicks in the history of super kicks. And, and if you were to count, there has to be, I bet, I bet there's been 10,000 super kicks in the WW on WWE TV. Uh, and that's, that's, it's got the best one. You think so? Best one? Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'd have to, I'd have to do some like deep diving into the super kick era, but yeah, I, that's got to be up there in terms of probably right. I would imagine maybe, so. maybe the super kick that beat Flair would would be the only one. Yeah, that's a that's a good super kick. Mm-hmm. I, I had yeah. grown men crying. Oh man. <laughs> That was something else. Uh, another, but another spot in that match, Ricochet cleared the ring post from inside of the ring over the turnbuckle, over the ring post, onto Adam Cole, and that I had I've never ever seen that before. Oh yeah, he, he's a you he's a human highlight reel. He's like a modern day superhero, but they keep him on. Raw going, I'm gonna get you hurt business. <laughs> hey, lights are gonna go out. <laughs> I've been saying for a long time that Cedric Ricochet and Ali should be a, a very serious tag team, and I hope that's what kind of comes out of this is that uh, you know, the hurt business kind of moves on to Raw Underground and does some really cool stuff there, and then. There's going to need to be another tag team outside of the two tag teams that we'll talk about here shortly in that <laughs> Raw tag di- tag division, and I think that oh that my show, gosh. or at least at least the 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 tag team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander is that's money. That's as money as you get. Yeah, we definitely definitely need to get some new tag teams on Raw and SmackDown. And- all that stuff. But hey, man, we're here for TakeOver and SummerSlam. We're not yeah. here for Raw. We're not here for SmackDown. We're recording this on Thursday before SmackDown. So we're not going to talk about Baron Corbin and all that no. crazy shorty D- G crap. We're here to no. do some predictions and give you guys our thoughts on what we sh- expect to see this weekend. They said you're not going to see it coming. I don't know if that means takeover. We're not going to know what's coming to takeover, but I have a feeling I know what's going to happen to takeover because it's takeover. Yeah. So match one, Kyle, we're going to get this one out of the way because I don't think we're going to need to spend too much time on it. But we got Ladizimo Phantasma. I can't even say that. Yeah, it's rough. It's It's a tough one. Phantasma versus Brizongo, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch for the number one contendership at NX uh, for the tag team championships against uh, Imperium at some point. It's on the pre-show. You know, from for me here, uh, (laughs) I'm watching, thinking who even though he won't be involved in the match, uh, I just think, who do I want to see get a Walter Chop the most? Who can who can sell a Walter Chop the best here? Because uh, Imperium, that group is, is incredible. Um, 
and they're going they make everybody they they get in the ring with look like a million bucks. I to me I think uh Lorcan and Birch have been at this for a long time now and deserve their spot. Um in in the limelight they deserve a, a big run, I think. I I, I honestly if, if I mean, I don't want to see any of them because we've already seen Brizongo and we know how that went. Lorcan and yeah. Birch, I don't see them winning. They could put on a heck of a match, though, if they were to build this up, like you said, and then did it at a net, the next takeover 31. It could, be a, yeah. it could be a nice opening match to really, like, heat up the room. And then Phantasma, I mean, I guess they're going to lean that way because, you know, he's got the cruiserweight gold, so go after the tag gold and do the whole undisputed we have all the gold thing. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 the more I think about it, you, but if Walter comes back and he chops Birch and Lorcan, I just, I don't think those dudes are moving. Those dudes are tough, right? Are tough. Yeah. They're just going to be like, what was that Walter? Was that a fly on my chest? Like that, that's fair. Those dudes are badass. But what he could do to Brazango could could be hilarious. This is true. He could probably he could probably chop through Tyler Breeze. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You think if you chop through Tyler Breeze and he explodes, it's just glitter? I was gonna say it's <laughs> glitter and confetti. Just, just... <laughs> we promise we take this as serious. Yes, we are yes, very serious here. This is on the pre-show because this match was just announced and added to TakeOver. Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher go one-on-one. Yeah, this will be... With zero build, which pisses me off because I think that that would be a fun build. Oh, absolutely. Uh, This new new Finn Balor, which which is... He kind of has this little little crazy streak in him you know he he has this he has that look in his eye that that uh makes him seem just a bit unstable but very calculated and uh timothy i mean come on that guy is a is a nutbag for sure but also very calculated and he likes to to keep things on the ground while finn likes to be a little bit more in the air and he also has some power moves of course but Stylistically, it would be an incredible match. Definitely. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot I can say about this match because, like I said, I think they just announced it today. Yeah. So yeah. it's Finn Balor, it's Timothy Thatcher. I think, Um, excuse me, I think that they need to give Finn this win, especially they didn't give him the win on Wednesday over the Velveteen Dream. Granted, there was a lot of schmozziness at the end there but i think you need to get anything you you need to establish him on a winning path again and because finn in nxt has not been the finn in nxt that i think we all thought he was going to be if that makes any sense like i thought people thought he was just going to come in and like run through people and he's really not doing that i mean he's winning matches he's not losing more than he's winning but it's not this dominant run that i thought we were going to see well, and I, I certainly thought we were going to see it after Adam Cole dropped the belt to Keith Lee. Maybe, maybe they wanted to also get through this angle with Pat McAfee, and then Undisputed Era might might move on. Um, you know, I, I hope that they are moving on to bigger things. I hope they're not just sticking. Let's just talk about it. They're just not hopefully they're not just sticking around to take out former ex punters in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Pad McAfee, Adam Cole. Yes. I gotta know because you're the Colts guy. That's your oh, yeah. that's your squad. You grew up with McAfee because he was there for Absolutely. like 10 years. Yeah. The floor is yours, Kyle. Uh you know, Pat's been wanting to do this for, for a very long time. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, 
with his original signing bonus or maybe his his first non-rookie contract, he bought a wrestling ring with that money. Um, so this is this is a long time coming. I, I want to know if when he started announcing, if he was just in his head thinking, oh, this is it. This is my in. I'll do this for a while. I'll let him know how, how great of an entertainer I can be. And then hopefully I'll get a shot in the ring one day. And I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I think it'll be a step up from uh, the Bam Bam Bigelow rest of the WrestleMania match with Bam Bam and was that Lawrence Taylor? Yeah, Lawrence Taylor, of course, which was a, a pretty solid match. Um, it was not bad. I think it's going to be better than that. I, I, I have a feeling McAfee's been been at this for a while now. So you think you ever doing, you think you ever had Peyton Manning run the ropes? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, come over to the house for a barbecue and threw him in there, and they just. Hey, hey, I need to practice my, I need to practice selling. So if you could just get on that third rope and give me an elbow drop about five times. In his dad jeans with his shirt tucked in. <laughs> you know, Peyton goes to barbecue with tucked in t-shirts. That's just. Absolutely. He does. Absolutely. And he probably kind of took over a little bit from Pat and, and Pat probably got annoyed because Peyton doesn't half-ass anything. So, so he was definitely in there like, all right, Pat, this is how you're going to want to – you're not running the ropes fast enough. In, like, Ultimate Warrior makeup, he's like, if we're doing this. <laughs> and before Peyton does his finishing move, of course, he yells out Omaha three times. <laughs> oh, man. Good old McAfee. I, I don't know what to think here, man. I I really don't. It's It's Adam Cole. One of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. And then it's Pat McAfee, who I know is a huge wrestling fan, and he is a he's dynamite on commentary. Like he when he's ever on commentary on a pre-show, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. But I come back to what we talked about earlier. You know, Takeover has this lineage of like five-star matches and the best pay-per-views of any promotion out there. And then you've got McAfee, which I, if I'm, this is probably the first time they've ever done this. I don't think they've ever had a celebrity do a takeover. I know that they've done SummerSlam stuff, which I'm surprised they didn't go with McAfee for SummerSlam and get that promotion going. Unless maybe McAfee wanted to work NXT. We're going to see a lot about how well Adam Cole can uh, carry a guy through a match that needs to live up to the caliber of an NXT match because you can't just do some five-minute squash. They don't do that very often. No, and I I don't think that's going to happen. I think that we saw Pat McAfee bring on his boys (laughs) and – they stood toe to toe. His boys were so unmenacing because they were just so happy to be there. Yes. Yeah. They were so stoked. They were trying not to like smile like this is the coolest thing they've ever done, but I could just yeah, see them like cracking smiles. And I'm like, poor Pat. <laughs> so I, I think we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of work there. Um, but I think, you know, and for a long time, said Dolph Ziggler was this era's HBK, but I I now think that for sure Adam Cole is our HBK. Well, I think you could argue that Ziggler was his era's HBK, and now Cole's taking that mantle, because they're in two different, okay. they're two different eras. I, I, I would fair. argue that. I would think, because Dolph's been doing this, I think Dolph's been doing this a lot longer than people realize. He's been yeah. around for a while. A long time. Absolutely. I mean, he was in the Spirit Squad. Let us not forget. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey. But yeah. it was a Mickey. <laughs> Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but. God damn it. I got a great idea. 
the spirit squad, bird squad. It's gonna be great. Yeah. What can we? What can we do? You guys have done some of the craziest stuff. Some of the most offensive things. Some of the most hardcore things that wrestling's ever seen. What? What do you want to do now? Ah. Uh, how about a uh, male cheerleading squad? Hell yeah. We're gonna we're gonna slime them every week and have them be DX's foil, uh, but not DX that you know, like dad joke DX. Yes, dick and yes. fart joke DX. I should say. Uh, <laughs> so who who wins it, man? Who do you think wins it? <laughs> that's that's tough. It's if this. I mean, it could this be a curtain call for Adam Cole on NXT? Does he go out on his back? To Pat McAfee? Why not? Come on, man. Okay. Come First on. Of, all, of everybody, like, I get it, but it's Pat McAfee. You're, you're, you're going to have him lose? To have him beat Adam Cole and then have Adam Cole show up on Raw on Monday night? Like, <laughs> By the way, Pat McAfee is, is probably the best punter of all time. Let's no. sure he's just a punter. But can you name three other punters? I can. <laughs> I don't know about other people, but I can. Sure. That line, that punter from the Lions who was around, for, I really liked him. But other than that, I can't name you a punter. Marquette King? Wasn't sure, okay. Ray Guy a punter? Yes. Shane right. Shane Leckler, I can do it because I'm a nerd and I watch football, but I can't, yeah. I don't I don't care that he's a punter. It's just that like he like even McAfee said it. He's like Cole, if you lose to me on Saturday, you're losing to a guy on the outside that's not yeah. part of this little clique, and you're supposed to be one of the greatest dudes in the world, and you're losing to a, a punter. That's true. That's true. So, but but again, this is takeover, and takeover is is unpredictable. I don't think you. There's been some that were like, okay, we know this is going to happen, but for for most of it, it, it's it's unpredictable. So so I don't know. It just depends on how the match starts to flow, how much interference there is. Um, you know, Pat McAfee, I don't, I mean, I guess he's the baby face here. I don't really, I don't really know. I couldn't tell. I was like, they're both kind of being dicks to each other. They're just two dudes (laughs) that are just pissed. Yeah. Come on my show. You push my producer. I'm mad at you for kicking me in the chest or kicking (laughs) him in the chest in the head. Either way, (laughs) McAfee claims he's kicking Adam Cole's head off this week. So maybe that's what we'll never see coming. Did he not look make McAfee there look so badass with that cell? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I showed I showed my dad who doesn't watch wrestling, and I showed my cousin who hasn't watched wrestling since uh, since the nineties, and both were were pretty impressed. I mean, as Im- Im- impressed as you can be, and both are are big time Colts fans. Um, so they're they're intrigued and they're excited to see what happens. So I think that's the most important thing here. Well, yeah, they're getting that crossover appeal on it. I think they wanted to try to draw in some people using McAfee's name, some NFL guys. Can't believe you think I can't believe you think McAfee's going to win. If McAfee I, wins, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, I don't know. I think he he will be impressive. I. I I really think he's going to be impressive. And Adam Cole, like Shawn Michaels, is able to make just about anybody look like the best wrestler. Unless unless he's wrestling Hulk Hogan and then he oversells everything, <laughs> which is still one of the best Shawn Michaels matches, in my opinion. <laughs> We're just gonna move on, kill him. Yes. NXT <laughs> Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Who you got? 
just just you know move along just give me just <laughs> let Io Shirai almost squash Dakota Kai uh what? Io incredible I I I think she is a legitimate person who can beat pretty much any wrestler on all three brands I think she is and and especially in NXT other than um, other than Rhea Ripley, yeah. as far as who can jump around to all three and beat any woman, uh, each try is that for me. Why does everybody hate Dakota Kai? What's wrong with Dakota Kai? It's just not there yet for me. It's just not there yet. You know, fun fact I looked up Raquel Gonzalez's height just because I was curious after she beat the crap out of EO on Wednesday. Yeah, she's bigger than China, dude. What I compared, yeah, China was like 5'10. This Raquel Gonzalez is like six foot. <laughs> oh my god, exactly. Yeah. That's very scary. Yeah, yeah, I think you um, I think EO wins it here. We don't have to waste too much time on it if you if you're just saying, you know, nobody feeling yeah. Dakota Kai. I'm the only one that likes Dakota Kai, I guess, but I don't think she's gonna win. No, I don't dislike her, and her character's okay, but I think it just needs some... It needs some. It needs some work here, yeah. Um, and and this is just, I think that on the card, this is the only placeholder to get us to a bigger feud that will will probably be Rhea Ripley, I, I can only hope. Who's not, um, not on this card, by the way, which is, right again, a, another interesting, like, Rhea Ripley was like at this time last year was like one of the number one women's wrestlers in the world. People were all about her, and she's not even making takeovers, which I know they can't put everybody on takeover, but you know. I I personally don't believe that she should have lost at WrestleMania. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either, because that would have made sense. You beat Charlotte Flair. You put her on the map. Because as much as everybody talks about treating NXT as a third brand, I don't feel like they do that. Like, we'll get into it a little bit later down the road yeah. when we talk about the Oscar match. I thought you should have gave that to an NXT person, put them on SummerSlam or something. You needed to have some I type agree. of NXT presence at SummerSlam to make it truly feel like it's the third brand. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You know... And you can't really do that with Shayna anymore because she's made too much of a presence now. Yes. She's far enough removed from NXT where where yep. when I see her, I'm not thinking, oh, this person is representing NXT. Right. So next up on the docket, the North American Championship six-way ladder match, which has Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Cameron Grimes, and the Velveteen Dream, which has been the hire of a lot of fans out there man not a lot mm-hmm. of people are happy he's there yeah i i'm honestly surprised he's back i don't know how he's not I only he's not he's only back he's back and he's in probably the second well i guess not the second since adam cole and mcafee but the most the second most high profile match outside of mcafee and cole you got you know it's for a championship and he's immediately inserted into that yeah and uh i don't, yeah, I don't think he's even came out and said anything no no and i don't know how that situation ended up playing out i heard the original allegations but i i i don't know how that shook out he, uh, uh triple h said he said that they did their due diligence on it and that they checked everything out and didn't find what they were looking for. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know how good their due diligence is. I would assume, and I would hope that you're the WWE. He really put some work in on it, but even then it kind of comes, it kind of comes back to the, to the C. I don't want to make this a AEW podcast because it's not, that's not their weekend. That'll be in a couple weeks. But the whole Sammy Guevara thing where you only had him out for a month and then you put him in a high-profile spot, like, immediately. Right. You've got a roster of talented people. Whether the Velveteen Dream did or didn't do what he's alleged, 
I'm not going to get into the he said, she said part of it. I think you should sit him out. It's your second biggest weekend of the year. And this uh, we're talking about it here on a podcast when you've got guys like Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest in a match for the second. Well, and it's overshadowing it. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, though, I, I do like this, this side of Johnny Gargano. Uh, I liked I liked how he and um, his wife are. I love their promos at home. I think that's a lot of fun. They both uh, have this crazy side to them that comes out. Um, I I think Johnny goes home with this one. You think so? Uh, I either. I mean, you could argue Damian Priest is due. That's that where I'm leaning. Sense. Yeah, he could be due here. Because I think he put on a really good showing at the last takeover, and I think they really liked him. Gargano doing it makes sense, though, too. He'd be the old first two-time North American Championship winner. This is like mm-hmm. his 10,000th NXT TakeOver match, so it would make sense. That's always, running yeah. jo- That's always a running joke on Wrestling Plug Inc. Is that oh, yes. Every TakeOver 10, I bring Every takeover I preview, I'm like, all right, Johnny, this is like 976. <laughs> what? And I always go, what more can they do with him down here in NXT? He's running out of things to do. Yeah, and and that is an interesting uh, point with some of these guys that with, with the idea that NXT being a more equal brand now than it was before, at least but you still in your mind have this like, Oh man, these guys, this guy's doing incredible. This, this woman is doing incredible. When are they getting their call up? You still have that going on in your brain naturally. But John for, for a while there after he won or I'm sorry, after he lost the NXT championship and, and there was kind of that exodus of guys going to raw and SmackDown, he came out and said, I'm NXT for life. Um, so on and so forth. So he, it makes you think that he's never going to leave NXT. But it, like you said, at some point, uh, what else can you do? Are you just you're just always going to cycle through Johnny's here? But then he's also one of those guys. Does he does he have great success on Raw or SmackDown? He could. I mean, he'd be. If they wanted to revamp, like, the uh, – I mean, he'd be perfect in the icy title picture with AJ Styles right now. But, like, oh, the whole, you know, you know, mid-card title down there, I don't – I know that some people don't like to say mid-card title because they consider it negative. But, you know, the USA Championship or United States Championship, the IC title, he could put on matches with those guys. I don't know if I ever see him as, like – WWE champion. I mean, he's going to look super tiny against a guy like Drew McIntyre or Bray Wyatt yeah. or Strowman. Yeah, but... you, don't, you don't want him in there against but could he you know could could you see him if we're talking about that kind of, you know, let's say and we'll get to this match but let's say Randy Orton is your champion you have Johnny Gargano coming. Could you you could almost replicate Ciampa Gargano with that underdog yeah. status and the way that, that Randy Orton can can get heat. And I think uh and and this idea of Randy Orton being a legend killer. Uh what better way to be a legend killer now than to say, I'm going to kill the legend of Johnny Gargano dead in the tracks, it stops at NXT. Johnny Gargano could do that yeah yeah and I think there'd be but of course like you said AJ Styles of course uh, I mean wow what kind of a match could could Daniel Bryan and Johnny Johnny Gargano put on that would be yeah exactly so there's a place for him up there now I think that where he could make an impact but maybe there's still a little bit left for him to do now in NXT. And, and yeah, I'm going to say Johnny Gargano or Damian Priest walks out 
uh, with that unique red and gold title. Yeah, I'm just going to go straight up with Damian Priest for the win. I'm not even going to mess with Johnny on this one. I think it's his time. If they want me to take Damian Priest seriously going forward, it's not the guy that just has good matches but loses them all. He needs to That's win. That's a good own. point. That's Definitely. a good point. So you, that, don't want him, you don't want him in a, a, a Bray Wyatt of four years ago situation. Right. Yeah. Then finally, the NXT Championship match, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. I am all sorts of intrigued with this matchup. I like both of these guys. I like both of these guys so much that I don't know why they made this match because that means one of them has to lose. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and <laughs> there's no – this is not a no-brainer. This is not a – hey, let's move on to the next – you know, this is a – this is this is just a getting us to the next takeover. This is not a no-brainer by any means. I think either guy can walk out with that NXT championship this weekend. And, and both are, are incredible characters at the top of their game right now as well. Oh, definitely. And I think cross is money. I've been on the bandwagon since he debuted in NXT. I think the debut looks good. I think the presentation is good. I thought he should have debuted on SmackDown. I think he should have been a guy that skipped NXT altogether. He's got that look. But that said, Keith Lee is Keith Lee, right? And they just went through this whole thing where he won two championships. He just gave up one of them. So if he loses on Saturday, he's going to be like, damn. Shouldn't have given up that North American. Shouldn't have given up that. Yeah. What the hell? Now I got nothing. And then what do you do with him? Because you built him up to be a big deal. Unless you've got to the moon plans with Keith Lee and you were just using him to transition to the new. Because NXT is a bit in a transition right now. You can kind of tell the way that they're maneuvering storylines and things of that nature. Yeah. So if you have Keith Lee lose, but then you need him to debut at SummerSlam or SmackDown or something, well, SmackDown wouldn't work. But you know, he needs to go to the main roster and immediately be put into a title picture. Correct. Absolutely. Do they have enough faith in Cross to hold? Do you give Cross the NXT Championship this quick into his run where he really hasn't? This is his first real takeover match. I mean, I know that he face Ciampa at the last one, but that lasted like five minutes. That was the only squash match that I can remember and take over history. And it was it was a perfect squash match. And I I I think here's here's the thing about carrying cross. Through through the last uh, I feel like we've been in this era in the last oh maybe close to ten years, let's say seven years of taking a guy or taking a a woman superstar and saying oh this person's the next so and so this person's the next undertaker this person's the next Shawn michaels this person's the next sting and we can go down the roster and say oh this person is you know you can tell that this was the idea behind you know they wanted but with carrying cross he's just him He's he there. He's not the next anybody. He he his character is just perfectly him. And there's never been anybody else like him. And he's legitimately terrifying. I think um, <laughs> he is a bad ass. And I think he can absolutely carry that that title picture. And we're kind of due for a legitimate heel. Uh, scary, serious heel. Because Ciampa was that, I think, but we haven't had that in a long time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Arian can give us something that I don't think we've seen on NXT yet. So, I mean, the million-dollar question, who are you taking? I don't know. I, I, the only reason Keith Lee lo- – I'll say this. The only reason Keith Lee loses – is because he's going to the main roster. That's 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 the that's the only reason. That's the only reason he loses. So it's just a matter of and and then then the question is does he show up on Sunday? Um 
so that's 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 the million dollar question is is what are they re- are they getting ready to to put him on a rocket ship that he deserves because we talked about it last week and I maybe even the week before we talk about Keithley a lot <laughs> a lot he's and awesome no doubt in my mind one hundred and twenty percent like we were just talking about if you want your next Cena you want your next Rock it's Keith Lee to a T it that is your that's that should be the guy you fuck off Roman Reigns sorry sorry <laughs> Seth I, I wanted it to be Seth Rollins I really did it's not going to be Seth Rollins AJ is on another pedestal um it's it's Keith Lee it is 120 percent Keith Lee so while I do want to see Keith Lee win again get another tight but he already got his mountaintop he he we talked about this yeah i don't think you can do more i don't think you can do much more in nxt than win both championships against the longest reigning nxt champion of all time yeah that's your ceiling that's that's your ceiling so i'm gonna lean keith lieb at the time at this present time and thursday night as we record this when i sit down and write actual predictions out like I do for Facebook. It might change because yeah. I do like Cross a lot, but I don't know if they're ready to give him the ball and let him run with it, even though I think that they should. And yes. I think NXT is beneath him. Yeah. Him and I Bartlett would be amazing on a Friday night or a Monday. Monday Night Raw needs them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much wraps up the NXT predictions side of the podcast. So we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to dive into the SummerSlam prediction side of it. And you'll never see it coming. (laughs) So we'll be right back.